Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Simon. My, my, my show is The Stories We Live By. And I want to talk again another episode on the cancerous stories that people live by. Uh, and the fact that in this era that we are living, that we are trying to get through, these cancers are metastasizing. Um, the attack in France, and now another attack by a young man who killed two people, uh, one a Jew, um, uh, in uh, Denmark, uh, the uh, fear spreading through Europe uh, with um, uh, large numbers of French Jews emigrating to Israel, um, all of which really upsets and frightens me. The political situation at home frightens me. Uh, as I watch the, the uh, Republican Party, and it is the Republican, uh, well, I shouldn't say, the Democrats have the crazy left also, uh, but you don't hear from them. Uh, what the dominates the news uh, is the kind of disorganization that appears to be in the Democratic Party, uh, who are hoping that uh, Hillary will win uh, next year, but seem to be unable to take a stand uh, and provide an effective message uh, against the, the uh, Republicans who really seem to have one goal, and that is uh, two goals, to placate the extreme right uh, in, in their party, the uh, women haters, the homosexual haters, um, the, the individuals who uh, now are threatening uh, people who want to have gun control uh, by carrying guns in place in Texas. Uh, they went into the state legislature uh, and th apparently threatened the life of uh, one of their uh, legislators who is uh, for gun control. Um, all of this against the backdrop, all of this against the backdrop of environmental degradation that uh, you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to see is happening. And I get into a kind of a real despair, and it makes me feel like give up. I'll go play. I had a wonderful day on the golf course today. The weather was good. I played well, made the semifinals of uh, my flight in a golf, golf tournament, which is something I didn't expect to do. Um, really nice. But on the other hand, it really grips me, really upsets me, um, because, uh, and then I say, I can't give up. I have to keep doing my broadcasts. I have to keep uh, speaking up, because if the American democracy goes, um, and it hasn't gone yet, but it, it's on the edge in many ways, um, it's going to accelerate the cancers that will grow here and the cancers that now are uh, taking over the Middle East. Um, and again, now Europe, uh, Denmark, uh, France, these are bastions of democracy. Uh, these are places where democracy started. And they don't seem to know what to do uh, in any way to uh, stop the spread of these ideas that are so dangerous, that are, are hateful, uh, which mean the slaughter of large numbers of innocents, uh, the belief that uh, life isn't sacred, uh, that if you kill somebody, that you'll go to heaven and be rewarded for the murder of whoever it is. 
uh, as long as you call them an infidel, you can kill them. Uh, this is religion run amok. And um, uh, if I talk about this in terms of the prevention and the cure, the only cure we seem to see is military surgery, and I use that metaphor. It's a surgical. We're going to try to extirpate uh, ISIS uh, and those in the Middle East. And once cancer has spread, and it's spreading this way, um, it, it, surgery really isn't that effective. Uh, what seems to be effective and, and, and where the treatment of cancer is going is to use the immune system of our bodies to defeat cancer cells. Now, one of the interesting things, if I'm going to continue this metaphor, uh, between our bodies and the body politic, that is the bodies of, us, of various societies, um, cancer cells are always arising in our bodies. Uh, but if we have a healthy immune system, they are attacked as alien to the rest of our cells, and they are cast out, they're destroyed. Um, and so what I want to talk about today uh, is what would be a healthy immune system as I see it in our society and all the democracies that um, will contain the spread of this cancer. Uh, because otherwise we're going to be doing surgery and there's going to be bloody civil war and bloody destruction uh, all over uh, Europe and potentially even in the United States. Um, uh, the, the, the people who are now so filled with hatred for anybody who's Muslim and, and uh, well-armed and wanting to go out and kill Muslims. Uh, I forget where was it that uh, three young people who were Muslim were shot to death um, <clears throat> represented no threat to anybody. And yet this hatred, this religious hatred, uh, which seems to be growing everywhere, I mean, I hear it. I hear it where I live. Um, this, this is cancer. So what, what, what is it that, that I think we need to look at? and talk about and speak out about. Because as I've said so many times on my show, to me, you were not mentally healthy unless you were a well-informed citizen who voted and spoke up and understood that, again, to me, and I'm not alone in my belief, the probably the, the, the thing that would stop, that does stop the spread of cancerous ideas better than anything else is democracy. A society in which everybody has a voice and that voice is respected and equal to the voice of everybody else. I mean, the idea that um, uh, uh, people can run amok is there. People will kill if, if, if they're angry, if they're isolated. But we would have many more of these isolated, angry people. And we're, by the way, we're seeing that so many of these um, individuals who are going over to the dark side, to use that as a metaphor, who are becoming uh, cancerous in their thought in terms of uh, destroying uh, other people and uh, upsetting the harmony of a society, come out of prison 
These are people who feel that they are losers. These are people who are socially isolated. These are people who are not part of a democratic system in which uh, family is supportive, that there's community, uh, that the religion that they belong to, if they do belong to a religion, uh, is tempered by democratic principles. Um, primary in our society uh, is not religious doctrine. Uh, the, the, the desire for people to create a religious society, a Christian society out of America, uh, which so many uh, people on the right want to do, is the end of America. That when religion becomes a private matter between you, your God, maybe your family, you're part of a temple, you're part of a church, but that follows the rules of our Constitution and that wonderful doctrine of Declaration of Independence. That all human beings have a right to speak. That men and women have rights to speak to each other. That there's a right to vote. There's a right to change the government uh, if, uh, by legal means, uh, even illegal means, if necessary, um, to preserve our democratic way of life. So that... Um, the, 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 the anti-cancer agent uh, is a healthy immune system. And that immune system is the strongest in terms of a society when it's democratic and the religious ideas are subject to control by laws made by human beings, respected by human beings, that uh, make sense and cover everybody regardless of their race, religion, or their socioeconomic status. Um, every day, there's another thing in the news uh, about how wealth is being moved rapidly towards a very small percentage of people uh, and, and the, the stagnant economy and the unemployment among the lower end of the economic status uh, is strangling people. Under those circumstances, the kinds of rationality that people need uh, to argue and debate and remain in control of themselves to be able to see multiple points of view begins to dissipate. In fact, I have a statistic that staggered me that the Walmart family, um, a store I will never go into uh, because of how they treat their workers, um, the Walmart family owns enough wealth that it is greater than the lowest 42% of American incomes total. How's that for a story? That's staggering. And under those circumstances, they still can't pay for a livable wage or give people health insurance. And I don't know if they are, but my guess is they're in the lead of the fight against Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, which is a blazing success and which now perhaps uh, 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 tragically our Supreme Court, because of a, 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 an argument about some language, might try to kill it. Without an alternative plan being put in place, the chaos this will cause, uh, the disruption to a harmonious society and how that will uh, cause uh, is just 
terrifying for me. Uh, and, and in the background, this environmental uh, horror that's taking place over the eastern third of the country. This is not just weather. And deep down, everybody knows it's not just weather. Because that destabilizes societies. Uh, one of the big factors in the Middle East to destabilize Syria uh, other, and, and Iraq, other than our own uh, incredibly naive uh, military uh, intervention um, uh, in, in the two, early 2000s under the Bush administration. Uh, under that uh, it is uh, the drought that has destabilized normal food supplies and the normal life of people. Um, what else is part of a healthy immune system? Uh, education. Uh, I have always believed that a democracy uh, is the best way for people to live. Uh, I quote uh, Winston Churchill. He said, democracy is no way for people to govern themselves, but it just happens to be better than any other way. Um, and at the heart of, of, of uh, a democracy is universal education. The ability of people to learn to think abstractly and not be uh, caught up in, in the literal interpretation of ideologies, be it political or religious. Uh, the whole concrete interpretation of, of the Bible, of the Old Testament, um, it leads to so much difficulty. Uh, but, but an education that provides people to think abstractly, uh, to be, go through an education that involves debate, where you see other persons, people's points of view, where you respectfully disagree and don't end up uh, killing or destroying somebody whose point of belief uh, is different than yours. Uh, and, and when your belief is attacked, the fear leads to such an anger and a rage that you want to destroy them and anyone and anything uh, that uh, will upset your literal interpretation of your ideology. Um, very important that we develop through education, through debate, through reading, uh, a, some sense of objectivity that is impossible to be totally subjective. It's impossible. It never happens. It never will happen. But the ability to step out of our own story and evaluate the story of another person from their viewpoint, incredibly important. And this comes about through a process of debate and discussion within school and the reading, endless reading of books that put you into the mind and the perceptions of another individual. Uh, when I read uh, today and I read political commentary, I always read those comments and ideas from thoughtful individuals who are conservative. In the Times, uh, Dowett, uh, uh, Brooks, David Brooks, um, these are thoughtful individuals. And it's not just slash burn and let's get rid of Obama uh, or, or the Democrats but a, a thoughtful analysis from another point of view uh, that I find uh, uh, appealing. In fact, I think my next show is going to be 
on on uh, responsibility in relation to uh, left and right uh, ideology, uh, and and what each has to be if there's to be a meeting of minds, uh, and and we are not to move even further than we are in America, where Republicans and Democrats won't let their child marry somebody of the opposite political party. I mean, that one, uh, when I read it, staggered me. It used to be, uh, you know, if you tried to marry out of your religion, um, uh, that was, was caused chaos within a family. Terrible things would happen. But at this point, that's not what's happened. Uh, there is a lot of intermarriage and interracial marriage. Uh, the country in many ways uh, has become much more tolerant, which is one of the hopeful things that I see. Uh, in our body politic, not what you'd think is happening if you look at what's going on in Congress and in the state legislatures, um, because this is a special collection of individuals. Uh, I, I, by the way, I recommend if you have Netflix to watch House of Cards. It's probably the best analysis of the kind of people who go into power structures like Congress uh, to become president. Um, it's about them. It's about their power. It's about uh, inflicting damage and fear on your opponents um, and covering it up with this gooey syrup uh, that says uh, we love America and we want what's best for America and everybody. Let's see what else I wanted to talk about here. Um, Democracy versus totalitarian. Part of the horror that is going on in the Middle East is that in the entire Arab world, there are no democracies. Um, in many Muslim countries, there is dem- some forms of democracy. Pakistan has a fragile democracy, but it is a democracy. Um, but in the Arab world, there are kings and sheiks who rule. In places like Yemen... In places like Libya, uh, if you ever get a chance to go on on television and look, HBO has a documentary on um, Muammar Gaddafi, the the Hitler that ruled um, Libya, uh, the awful, destructive things he did to that country. And finally, he was pushed out. And what happens is that Libya became a failed state. There was no structure educationally. There is no capacity for men and women to see each other as equals. Uh, I've talked about why I believe uh, women are so subjugated uh, uh, in so many places, uh, including the danger of it happening here. Um, and I'm, I'll do a show, another show on that in the near future, uh, the biological basis of the male trying to dominate women, the ideological basis in which God is always cast as a man who had a son. Um, And and why this becomes so toxic to a democracy. But Gaddafi was destructive to his country, held it together out of fear and terror, full terror. And when it fell apart, as it does, uh, it falls into a squabble of small groups led by vicious totalitarian leaders who know no other way of functioning. There is no basis 
for democracy. Uh, the Arab Spring, which people believed, uh, would, would, especially in Egypt, would lead to a real democracy. The first thing that happened is that the um, Muslims voted in and immediately tried to make the country fully Muslim. And the military there, uh, which is quite dictatorial and dangerous and uh, is a big business in its own right, uh, now has created a totalitarian state on the right. And that country will explode. Uh, because if, it, if there is no basis for democracy, what happens is that the people seek out the next level of totalitarian leader. Um, one of the great psychologists in the past that you study in psychology was a fellow named Kurt Lewin. Uh, his real name was Kurt Levine. I changed it to Lewin because uh, the anti-Semitism in the United States uh, was impeding, I guess, his own uh, social uh, climb up the ladder. But Lewin did some interesting studies. He <clears throat> created groups of children, play groups, and there were different kinds of leaders. There was an, a leader that really did nothing. Uh, was created a kind of an anarchy. There was no leadership. The kids were left on their own. Then there was an authoritarian leader, and then there was a democratic leader. The democratic leader involved the children in making decisions. The totalitarian or the authoritarian leader uh, made the children behave. Uh, he created the agenda for the day. He created the play groups. He created uh, the activities. And then after a number of sessions, when these groups are running, the leader doesn't show up. In the anarchy with a group, uh, kids did it right. They formed little groups of their own. Um, there were, there were uh, kids who dropped out. They had a very high rate of dropout. The kids got bored uh, to the degree that they could organize themselves. It was all right. But the degree that they couldn't, they just sort of wandered around and did their own thing. In the uh, democratic group, when the leader didn't show up, the kids functioned and said, we have to choose our own leader. They put together a leadership without a great deal of conflict. And uh, people that continue to come to the group uh, continue to enjoy it. What happened in the authoritarian group is that immediately fights broke out between those children who thought they had the right and the ability to take over. And there was much conflict and much unhappiness, and those groups broke apart. We're seeing that happen in many parts of the world. It's only where, in a democratic system, that the leader is, is um, hurt, the leader leaves, the leader is killed, the leader dies, that what you have then is a transition because it's laid out as to who will be the next leader. People are used to making decisions. Um, there are many military analysts who believe that what makes the American military, particularly in World War II, so effective is that when leadership died, somebody else stepped up and became the leader. When Saddam Hussein's army was analyzed after uh, it was defeated, when we went into Iraq, uh, first in 92, um, pushed them out of Kuwait, and then when we decided we can get all the oil 
and and uh, um, throw down Saddam Hussein, uh, that broke apart because there was no leadership, and the army functioned out of terror. Anybody who didn't do their duty was shot. So there was a hierarchical organization held together by fear, not by common belief, but fear of the leadership, all of whom uh, were capable of shooting those just below them, so that when the leadership was destroyed, the army came apart. There was no, let's my group pick up, or, or the sergeant is dead, so the corporal takes over. The corporal takes over, you know, he's killed, and then the, the uh, private first class takes over. That happens in the democratic armies. doesn't happen there. Um, the attack on education, the attack in the United States, and science. Because science provides, in scientific training, objectivity a kind of ability to step outside your own framework and, and, and not rush to judgment. Um, uh, this fellow who's running, I think, the, uh, what's his name, the, the, he, the, the governor of, of Wisconsin, he wants to be president, um, he voiced something that I hear all the time, that an education uh, should not be liberal arts, doesn't need liberal arts. What we need is training. Right? We'll be trained for service jobs. Uh, certainly training is partly necessary, but to take the liberal arts, to take the science out, to take the philosophy out, to take the uh, reading courses out, the foreign languages, the arts, especially the arts, it's arts that make a living worthwhile. It's arts that provide the humanitarian core of a society. Get rid of that from the education. And as far as I'm concerned, you get rid of what makes the education uh, valuable and, and necessary to the creation and the maintenance of democracy and the, the um, body politic, having an immune system that can defeat easily and without violence the kind of cancerous ideas that are always emerging in, in human behavior, in human interaction. So, speak up, my friends. Speak up. Um, argue. Debate. Keep reading. I'll keep doing my show. Um, it's interesting to me. I, I never quite understand. I thought my first show, Cancerous Ideas Part 1, was very good. I thought it was, okay, Cancerous Ideas Part 2, but very few people downloaded and came to Part 1, and a good deal of number, a very nice, respectable number, came to Part 2. Who the heck knows? In any event, uh, I'm finished for the evening. Uh, I'm going to have a bridge game tonight, which I look forward to. Uh, uh, I can't play bridge and drink, so tonight we'll have no cocktail hour. And that uh, is always not my best evening, but what the hell. Uh, it's good for my, uh, my weight to not drink a few nights a week. So I don't see anybody calling in. Uh, why should anybody? I mean, they're not waiting around for my 4.30 call. And uh, hopefully this will go out. It will be archived. And... Uh, I will have done my part for creating a healthier immune system 
against the cancerous ideas that I feel are uh, eroding our bastion of democracy here in America, uh, which uh, really, in many ways, does provide the world one of its anchors. Um, in my next minute, I could talk about Israel's election in March, where if they turn Israel from a democracy into a Jewish state, uh, how awful that will be um, to lose the balance between it being uh, a haven for Jews, uh, uh, a necessary haven to exist, but at the same time, uh, a democracy where all people uh, are potentially respected uh, and get to vote and choose their leadership. So, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think I'm going to hang up. I have another minute on this show. And let's see, where do I end? I end the episode over here. I'll leave another 60 seconds if anybody wants to call. If anybody's there out in the ether. Uh, okay. Good night. Goodbye. Good luck. And let's all protect our democracy, our educational system, and all the social strides we've made between men and women, between gays and straights, uh, blacks and whites, and people of all colors. Let's do it.